0: Everyone, Run and guest. My name is John Smith and of course I get to be your executive pastor and I am so excited to be able to be leading us through this series called I Can. This is the second week in the series and of course uh, last week we kind of ended with the idea of having you take some time to sit back and to just evaluate what really matters inside of your life. This quarantine time, this coronavirus time, a time when we've had to stop doing everything that we would normally be doing, is a great time to just be able to say, is all the things that I was doing, do they matter now and do they matter going forward in the future? I hope that you've had some time to do that over the course of this last week because that's going to be really key in what you're able to learn today. Now, Last week, we introduced you to this guy named Paul. Now, for some of you who are already familiar with the Bible and you've been going to church for some time, of course, you know who Paul is, one of the early church leaders. For others of you, it may have been the first time that you ever heard about him. But Paul was a guy who had lived a really adventurous life. I mean, he had come from the right pedigree, from the right family, from the right background. He was highly educated. He was advancing quickly throughout his career, and uh, he was headstrong. He was focused. Paul was the type of guy that knew what he wanted to, to get done. He knew what he wanted to accomplish, and quite frankly, he was not going to let anything get in his way from achieving his goals. That included even if he had to hurt some people in the meantime, and unfortunately, Paul was often guilty in his old life of hurting people in order to get done what he believed was the right thing to do. Paul, in his pursuit, was more concerned about what was right than he was about what was righteous. And you know... I think that in today's culture, in the circumstances that we're currently surrounded in, we can find that there is a whole lot of people that at very toxic levels are more concerned with what is right than are concerned with what is righteous. There is a huge egoic attitude that's involved in that, where being right is more important than being righteous. Quite frankly, since this series is about I can, I believe that it is oftentimes our devotion to being right versus being righteous that is actually holding us back. That is actually keeping us from all the amazing that God has planned for our lives. I mean, in our society right now, it is certainly splitting us apart as a human race. It is creating deep and bitter divisions within our country. All you have to do is watch the nightly news to be able to pick up on that. It's stopping us from being able to worship with other believers simply because they might have a different title inside of their denominational life. It's causing Sunday mornings to continue to be the most segregated hour in America because our devotion to being right is keeping us from being able to worship with people of other races and other tongues. It's causing our marriages to falter at a 50% rate. Now, I know that none of you have ever had a problem or an argument in your marriage because you believed that you were right. Am I correct? So it's causing our marriages to fall. It's making us turn our backs on our neighbors. It's causing us to defriend people in social media simply because maybe they have a different view or a different take or they're approaching this thing called the coronavirus differently than we are. We have a need to be right and it is keeping us away from all that God would have for us, keeping us from being able to live our most amazing lives. So it's in this egoic need to be right versus righteous that we're spending a lot of wasted time and energy telling people what they can't do instead of getting on with what this series is all about and being able to say, I can. Here's what I can do. And so if the Apostle Paul was guilty of this, if he was guilty of trying to be more right than righteous, then why would we be looking to him as an example? Well, the reality is Paul changed. He didn't stay that way. Over the course of his life, he encountered one that actually changed him. And if he can change, then the news is good for all of us. That means that you can change. It means that I can change. It means that we can all be different. We don't have to continue to live according to our rightness. We can start to live according to what is righteous. Paul so radically changed that he stopped devoting his life to what others couldn't and shouldn't do, that at the end of his life, when he was in a really tough spot, when he was up against his own possible execution, he was able to make such an audacious claim at the end of his letter to the Philippians as to be able to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As we discussed last week, this is a crazy verse that still brings with it a whole lot of controversy, and I think that most of the controversy really has to do with whether one is viewing this verse through the lens of being right or whether one is viewing this verse through the lens of being righteous. The changed Paul would argue that if the phrase, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, is going to have any type of power in our lives, then it must be viewed through the lens of righteousness versus the lens of trying to be right. The ideas of, I have the right viewpoint I have the right theology, I vote for the right politicians, I have the right to my own money, I have the right to be sexually satisfied, I have the right uh, to that particular position at work. All of these viewpoints will not allow us to be able to live in the power of I can that is found in this verse, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What things? Well, as we started to get to last week, the things that really matter. Not these other pursuits, not these things that we believe we are right in, and not these things that we believe we have rights to, but the things that really matter. Not having my rights or being right. So then, what are the things that really matter? Well, We almost got there last week and then we stopped short because I really did want you to take the time to sit back and kind of see for yourself and think about it a little bit longer and spend some time with God and ask yourself, what was frivolous in your life? And I hope that you were able to discover some of those things through self-evaluation. If you were able to take the time to do that, then I think you're much better prepared For what comes today, as we discover a little bit more about what Paul is getting at here in Philippians chapter. verse 13, we have a little bit more of an opportunity to be discovering this true power of I can. So here's what Paul says that he discovers right after he tells us to focus on the things that really matter in Philippians chapter 1, verse 10. He then moves on to verse 11, and here's where he starts to unpack the power that he's talking about over in Philippians chapter 4. He says this, may you always, may you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation the righteous character produced in your life by jesus christ for this will bring you much this will bring much glory and praise to god what really matters paul says is the fruit the fruit which is the righteous character of jesus christ living in and through you now It's real easy for us at this point to begin to start some arguments and to try to be right over what is the fruit and what is the character of Jesus Christ. And thankfully, Paul does not leave us in a place where we have to wonder about that a whole lot. Paul has already spelled that out for us back in Galatians chapter 5 in which he has told us exactly what the fruits are. Here in Galatians 5, beginning in verse 22, he's defined it. He said, but the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Spirit that lives within each and every one of us who is following after Him, produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, our state of beings, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things, meaning that being right does not stand up against them. They can stand alone. They don't need to be right because these are the things that are actually righteous. So here's what I want to tell you. Is that if you are one of the individuals who has already decided to follow after Jesus, to make Jesus the Lord of your life, and to pursue what it is that He has for you, then uh, what I'm about to tell you is going to help you determine whether or not that you can really unlock the power of I can that is found in Philippians chapter 4, beginning in verse 13. The point of following Jesus is not to become a biblical scholar. The point of following Jesus is not to make sure that you belong to the right political party or that you vote for the right politicians. The point of following Jesus is not so that you can best argue your faith to an unbeliever. Now, some of those things, some of those things might be okay to some degree. But too often we get so centered into those things and being right about those things that we miss the main point. The point for each and every one of us, the final destination, the, the journey of discipleship, the title of becoming a disciple and what that looks like, the goal of what really matters is to be filled with the fruit of Jesus Christ and His character, which are the things that we've just said, to, that we've seen in Galatians chapter 5. To be able to find ourselves in a consistent state, not a, not a every once in a while we get there state, but for us to be able to find ourselves living inside of a consistent emotional place that produces love and joy and peace, first of all, inside of us, and then it manifests itself outside of us through the actions of patience that we have for others, through kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Not the desire to control other people and their actions, but that we have our own personal, internal self-control. This is the point. This is the where Jesus was trying to get us all to. Because if each one of us is bearing that type of fruit, then that fruit will be enough. That fruit will be the greatest argument for the message of Jesus, way more so than any Bible verses that you may be able to argue to an atheist friend the fruit of your life, a consistent place of love, joy, and peace. When you find somebody like that, when you meet somebody like that who is living from that type of place, you can't help but want to know what they have. You can't help but want to be around them. You can't help but want to discover what got them there. And if we're living like that, then we're able to share with other people how Jesus has gotten us there. It is when our lives are in this type of pursuit that we are able to uh, live from a place that we truly can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. This is the point. This is what really matters for those of us who are believers. And can I just say, that there may be many of you that are watching here today that you have not already decided to become a follower of Jesus Christ. And and maybe the reason is that somewhere along the way, somebody tried to argue you into it. Or that you've looked at other people who would call themselves Christ followers and what you don't see in their life is a whole lot of love, joy, and peace, but rather what you've seen in their life is a whole lot of, of, of resentment and stress and anger. And you've said to yourself, you know, I don't want any of that. Well, can I just go ahead and say this? That's not Jesus. That's them and unfortunately, they not, have not been on a place on their journey yet to really be able to reflect the character of Jesus and to be able to show that type of fruit. But I'm asking you today, don't put that on Jesus. Because Jesus is about you being able to find love and joy and peace in your life. And he has provided a way for you to be able to do that. It's the same thing that happened to Paul. It's the same thing that happened in my life. For Paul, he happened to be on this road to Damascus. He was all about his egoic lifestyle. He was all about um, being right versus being righteous. When all of a sudden, one day in kind of this crazy story, a light came out of the sky and Jesus spoke to him. And you know, I've seen God do some pretty crazy things. And I believe this story and I believe it happened. Jesus spoke to Paul and said, Paul, what are you up to? Your life looks like, um, it, it may look good to a lot of men in what you're trying to accomplish, but to me, it doesn't look like you're really living in a, a state of love and joy and peace. Paul, there's, there's a different opportunity for you. And you know what? Paul listened to that request from Jesus for him to change his life. And for you today, Jesus is making that request to you to ask you to move out of your old emotional baggage and to move into a new place of love, joy, and peace. And he's telling you today that the only thing you have to do is you have to, big biblical word, repent, which means nothing more than change your mind. It's literally looking and saying, you know, the way that I've been going is not the way that I should be going. And there's a different way for me to go. I am tired of living this life of I can't and I'm ready to start to live a real life of I can. And so, Jesus, today I'm deciding that what I want to do is I want to follow you. And so if you're out there today and you've never become a follower of Jesus Christ, I'm going to, to pray right now in just a moment. And I'm gonna ask you to join me in this prayer. And please know um, there's nothing mystical, there's nothing magical about the words that I'm about to pray. There is something supernatural because I'm going to be speaking to the God of the universe, which is a pretty amazing thing. But I want you to use whatever words you feel comfortable with in order to be able to make that type of heart change, in order to be able to change your mind, and began to walk toward Jesus. And then when I'm done, Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you pray that prayer and you pray that prayer maybe for the first time or or maybe for the first time that you've ever really meant it, I'm going to encourage you for just a moment to go ahead and to let us know about that. Maybe right now in this uh, Facebook feed, uh, just say, hey, listen, I prayed that prayer. One of our staff members is going to reach out to you today, probably via direct message or, or or any other information that you provide for us. But we're going to reach out to you because we want to help you begin this journey. It's an amazing journey of turning from I can't to turning to I can and becoming a brand new person, living from a state of being that is love and joy and peace, an amazing state that Jesus is offering to you. So if that's the type of decision that you'd like to make today, would you join me in this prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for not making us have to continue to live in our rightness. Help us today. Help me today to let go of all of the things that I hold to so valuably as right. Help me to die to those things and help me to be made alive again today in your righteousness. Show me the way of love and joy and peace. I turn today away from my old realities of anger and resentment and stress. And today, I want to adopt a new state of being. Today, I want to follow you toward becoming a person who is patient and kind and gentle and good and, and faithful, a person who doesn't want to control other people, but wants you to be in control and, and have self-control and make wise decisions. That's who I want to be today. I want to be made new. Thank you for making me new. Thank you for showing me that you have the power to make me new through your death and through your resurrection. Thank you today for a brand new life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Church, guest, I hope that you have been encouraged today. and I hope that as a result of seeing what really matters, which is living the character of Jesus Christ, living out the fruits of the Spirit in your life, that you'll be able to take that, you'll be able to go throughout your week, and no matter what you face, you'll be able to say the words of the Apostle Paul, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me.